And on that one, that was so amazing to see some of you there at the prayer. Thank you, Jake. That was an awesome video, by the way. Jake is doing such an outstanding job. Amen. As you know, we are going in the series called Chosen. And when Jesus walked on the earth, did he walk by himself? And the answer is no. He walked with people around his life. He surrounded himself with people. And he did it purposely and intentionally. He had a committee around his life where he imparted his life into, into the disciples. So anyway, let's pray as we get into the word. So Father, thank you for this morning. We thank you, Lord, that uh, you created us and that you love us and that you have a plan and purpose for our life. And this day, as we get into your word, I ask, Lord, that you speak to each one of us in our hearts, increase our faith in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. God never meant us to walk alone in his life. Let's face it, life is challenging. How many can agree with that, that life is challenging? There is pain. How many had pain? <laughs> there is discouragement. Okay, I, I've been there. There's pain, and it's tough. Sometimes we go through things in life that's really, really hard. But God has designed what we call a small community, spiritual community, for us to walk together in life and that the community or the group will help us to be like Jesus more and more. Now, let me ask you, how many of you have been in a group, a small group before? Now, okay. Okay. Okay, great. So, those of you who are not or never experienced a small group, we are kicking it off next Sunday. And it's only for eight weeks. So, if you don't like it, you can not attend after that. So that's the way out. But I guarantee you, you're going you're gonna to love it. Um, I know uh, being a small group can be stressful if you've never been there. I know Jerry, uh, he's not here. I was going to ask him to give a testimony, but he said he can't make it. I was like, oh, shucks. But anyway, he was sharing his experience. And for one year... Kenny Ching, one of the leaders of a group, invited him every, every time for one year straight. And Jerry said he was, had anxiety and he's fearful to go in, but he finally committed to going to the group. And he said he went into the group, and right now he's committed to a group. He's leading a group in the group itself because he loves it so much. And he also told me that he well, as he became a leader in the group, he began to invite this other person to the group. And the person refused him for six months. <laughs> he said, no, no, no. And then finally the person committed to come into his group. And now he says the person doesn't miss the group. In fact, he's helping him lead the group because he loves it so much. So there are great things in being part of a group. Because there's something there. I know one thing. Jesus said that where two or three are gathered in his name, he's going to be there. So Jesus is going to be in there in Zoom or in person when you get together. You will grow spiritually by the way of the word 
and prayer and getting to know people. And you're going to sense a love in the group beyond these four walls. I mean, that's not found beyond these four walls. So I want to encourage you. Get involved into a small group. I remember uh, my friend, it was so funny because my friend, um, he belongs to, to a church and they asked him, oh, can you write a testimony for the newsletter? And so he wrote a, his testimony, how he, his, how he was living and how his background was and how he came to know the Lord. So he wrote up a whole testimony, put it in the newsletter, and then um, he said the next week he went to church, People were avoiding him. <laughs> so I started to laugh because I thought, that's not how church is supposed to be. We're supposed to welcome people who God has saved and graced and loved beyond measure. Because we came from there. God has forgiven us. No matter where we've been or what we've done, it's the grace of God that is part of us. And community will show that in our life. So... Here's the thing that message, community develops our character. And one thing, love cannot exist alone. And love requires a relationship to grow, to love and grow. So love has to have somebody there to show love and to receive love. And in 1 Corinthians 13, maybe we can all read it together, it says, Love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. If anybody wants to tell you, what love is, then you can share this scripture in 1 Corinthians 13. Love is one of the greatest relationships, cornerstones in a relationship. And in a small group, but we're going to launch out next week, love is going to be there. We never, um, in the groups that we've been, we never judged anybody in any way, no matter what they say, uh, no matter what they've done in their past, because love is part of it. And love, and no matter what they tell us in the group, it's all confidential. It doesn't get beyond what the people are there. Not like other places where, you, um, especially at the workplace, when something happens, somebody tells somebody, somebody tells somebody, somebody tells somebody, and the next thing you know it, the whole department knows. <laughs> That's not how God operates in our life. What are the two greatest commandments? To love God and love others as yourself. Love is part of the two greatest commandments, and it exists in relationships and in community, you, we, you and I are designed to be loved. I must can say that, yeah, I want to be loved. I know I do. But also, we are designed to give love. And we can give it into the groups that we are in. 
Jesus was the greatest example of love. He called people from different backgrounds, and he set them on a destiny beyond themselves. Jesus had a community around him, and in the darkest moment, one of the darkest moments in his life was in the Garden of Gethsemane where he had to make the decision if he was going to go to the cross <clears throat> because he prayed three times to his father asking as if this is will. And when he went into that place, he brought three disciples with him so that he wouldn't be alone, but they fell asleep. But anyway, he brought those three guys with him. It's important in life that we have people surrounding ourselves because it's going to help us through. And so guys um, and women get involved because I know like uh, husbands and wives, sometimes I would tell my wife what to do, da 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 and then she wouldn't get it. Then she'd go to a group of women, she'd come back, and she tells him what she's going to do. And I was like, that's what I just told you. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about getting together, men and women. But anyway, <laughs> so anyway, Jesus set the example about love. And he showed the disciples what love is with his relationship with his father and his relationship with the people that followed him. And so now I'm going to show you a clip from The Chosen. And in this clip, you're going to find uh, Jesus called Matthew, what he called the tax collector, who sided with the Roman government, and the Jewish people hated him. They couldn't stand him in any way. But Matthew was seeing Jesus from afar up to this point, and then Jesus calls him. So let's see the clip. Besides, what else are you going to do with a mind like yours? Matthew. Matthew, son of Alphaeus. Yes. Follow me. Me? <laughs> yes, you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh. What are you doing? You want me to join you? Keep moving, street preacher. Do you have any idea what this guy's done? Do you even know him? Yes. Listen, I said to... What are you doing? Where do you think you're going? Guys? Let me go. Have you lost your mind? You have money. Quintus protects you. No Jew lives as good as you. You're gonna throw it all away. Yes. I didn't get it when I chose you either. But this is different. 
I'm not a tax collector. Get used to different. I'm glad we passed by your booth today, Matthew. Yes. Shall we? We have a celebration to prepare for. You will regret this, Matthew. What's the tablet for? I grabbed it without thinking. You can put it back. No, no, keep it. You may yet find use for it. Where are we going? A dinner party. I'm not welcome at dinner parties. Well, that's not going to be a problem tonight. You're the host. Amen. I like what uh, Jesus said. He says, get used to different. Because love, God's love, is different from what the world sees. And you're going to find it in the groups that you join. Because there's prayer, encouragement, uh, exhortation, um, confidentiality, and all of that. So I would encourage you. So what, does, what else does community do? Well, one thing is in the relationships, it will reveal a lack of character. So Romans 7, 7 says this. What, shall, what then shall we say that the law is sin? By no means, if he had not been for the law, I would have not known sin. For I would not have known what is to covet if the law had not said you should not covet. So here's the, the principle behind this, that if you don't know what is wrong, then you won't know that it's wrong. Unless there's something there to tell you then this is the right way. It's like driving down the street where there's no speed limit and you're going super fast. And you can do whatever unless you see a sign that says um, 20 miles an hour or 30 miles an hour. In a group, if you don't have someone sharing their life in you, you'll never know the weak spots in your life, the weaknesses that God wants to change in you where he can be glorified. It's just like when you get married and in any relationship. I remember when I got married, I never thought I had an anger problem. <laughs> Until I got married. <laughs> then I realized, where this came from? I guess it was always in me and nobody was around when I got ma angry <laughs> until I got married <laughs> and realized, okay, uh, there's a problem there. <laughs> in any relationship, you know, it helps you to grow. And my wife always tells me things when I do things that is not right in a, in a good way. And I bless my wife because she doesn't yell at me in any way when I do things wrong. And she helps me to correct myself in everything I do, uh, sometimes too much. But anyway, <laughs> things like, simple things like going to church. Did you wash your hair? Your hair is all yangas. <laughs> what? Oh, you, she stopped putting water on my hair and driving to church. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Sometimes I feel like a kid. Maybe I am a kid at heart. <laughs> but part of it is relationships. And in the groups, it'll help you to understand your life in every way. And I remember, um, I remember where it was in a men's group. And then um, I started to share something. 
And I guess I said something kind of harsh. And then one of the guys in the church looked at me and said, Pastor, I can't believe you said that. <laughs> and I looked at him, well, I just was trying to be real here. <laughs> and what's going on? And he started to laugh. In the, in the grooves, you can be real. You can tell your heart and share what's going on with your life. And you know what? You'll be accepted and you'll be loved. And we were um, in, a, in one of our Zoom groups and we started to share about forgiveness. And each person, each of the guys started sharing what they had to go through or are going through in that area of forgiveness. And I was listening to all the guys and my heart was so touched and challenged in that area of forgiveness. Just because they began to share in what they're going through, one of them, I was like, thank God <laughs> I'm not in that situation because <laughs> it was really bad. But they began to speak to me through the word, what they were going through. And it reminded me about forgiving people again and if there was any unforgiveness in my life. And so it was kind of indirect but direct about that area of forgiveness in our life. And I think in that groove and in relationships, it'll help you to guide your way in every place. One of the things I can say about groups that um, it'll help you grow in the Lord. And I'm, I'm going to bring this out that One of the guys in the group one day came up to me and said, you know, Pastor, um, you know what? I'm getting more from the group than, than the message <laughs> from preaching. <laughs> He's telling me that, and I'm like, wait, I'm the guy who's giving the, preaching the message. He's telling me this. <laughs> but how true that is, because in the groups, it's really like real life in what you're going through and sharing. So I want to encourage you that get into groups because it'll help your life and you'll be safe and no matter what you say. It's a place of safety. Not like outside, you know, the four walls, like at workplaces and all. Um, I used to be uh, managing uh, a golf course department, and then a lot of times it gets out of hand because of relationships that don't know God. And when they don't know God, things get carried away because when somebody gets offended and then uh, it, it just overflows into the another person and another person and another person and it's it gets bad and that's why in the small group here it's important and i remember in my workplace and finally i got so fed up with the workers because i used to have a weekly meeting with them and um, i used to try to share some principles from the bible i never did bring out anything biblical but i used principles from it and I got so frustrated with them. One day, I went, bust out of scripture, and I scolded them. <laughs> and they were looking at me like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's different out there, but in church, there's a the sense of security and love. So I think as we, we look into um, this coming next eight weeks, I'm kind of excited about it because it's about Jesus his life, and from the point of view of the disciples, of people following Jesus, how they looked at Jesus in that sense. So, anyway, I want to encourage you, get involved in it. And right now, 
I'm going to pass it on to Pastor Zach as he shares the last point. Amen. Let's welcome Pastor Zach as he comes. So good. You know, love uh, cannot exist outside a relationship, right? Just like what Pastor Lance was saying. And with love as the foundation of everything, we can have these relationships and these communities that help us to grow, that help us to reveal to or make known to us our faults, our weaknesses in a loving way and an encouraging way where it, they tell us that, hey, we see this inside of you. However, that's not who you are. We see that you're struggling with anger, but that's not how God created you to be. We see that you desire this, but that's not what God has created you for. It's, we see this, so this foundation of love that, that creates a platform where everybody can be able to speak into each other's lives in a real and powerful way. Amen. And just as, as the, release, the relationships reveal our character to us or how we are in that moment, okay, these same relationships will help us to build our character. So relationships are essential to building our character. Proverbs 27, 17 says, iron sharpens iron and one another, uh, and one man sharpens another. Have you, anybody ever sharpened a knife before? A one, two, maybe three, four, five, yes, six, seven, great. So I, for me, I, I kind of nerd out on knives sometimes. Like, I will watch YouTube videos about, of people sharpening knives, and they'll be 30 minutes long, and I'm just watching them sharpen a knife. Go from stone to stone. They start off with the, with the low grit, and then they look at it. They put, the, put that one down. When, it's, when they're done with that stone, they grab a finer grit, and they keep going. But like eight stones sometimes. And I thought to myself, I would love to be able to do that and be good at that. However, I don't have time. So... I bought this belt sander sharpener. It is amazing. I, I sit there and I push a button and it starts spinning and I drag my knife through it four times on each side and I go to the next belt. It takes me 10 minutes to sharpen my knife. And I love it. Okay, this is me nerding out now. Okay, so when you use a regular stone, you get this real pointed edge. I don't know if you can see that. So you get a pointed edge. However, when, when you use a, something like a belt sander that has a little bit of give to it, what you get is you get this convex edge where it's a little bit more round. And I was, when I was watching, I think it was a History Channel, one, one day they started talking about swords and how uh, samurai swords are, are superior to the English long swords. And it's because of that convex edge that is put on the samurai sword. And so they have this, uh, vid this image of what happens when, when each one cuts. So with a pointed edge, what happens is that they said, they said flesh. 
Okay, it's because it's all medieval times, right? So that the flesh, when it would cut into somebody, it would get stuck on the edge. However, with the convex edge, it would peel away from the edge, allowing it to pass through more easily. Okay, that's a little morbid. <laughs> However, like, I love that edge, that convex edge. I, it stays sharp longer. We started uh, eradicating deer on the golf course. And when you have to uh, process a lot of deer and you don't have, you can't really sharpen your knife very often, that convex edge comes in very handy. So I say that because when, when we're in relationship, when we're in community, when we're in, we're in small groups, the people around us begin to influence us. Just as Proverbs 27 was saying, that as iron sharpens iron, a man sharpens another. And so when we are around people, we begin to be sharpened and we will sharpen somebody else. Okay? And we need to ask ourselves the question, are we being sharpened for God or for something else? And you fill in that blank. Am I being sharpened for my own personal gain, for work? For my family, just for popularity's sake, what, why am I being sharpened? And who am I being sharpened for? What am I being sharpened for? Both good and bad, we will always be sharpened. We're going to either get better at doing good or we're going to be better at doing bad, depending on the, the types of relationships that we surround ourselves with. Amen? Yeah? That's good. Because it helps us to understand and be able to hack our lives in order for us to continually grow and to get better and to be more like Jesus. There is no dulling when it comes to relationships unless you're by yourself and you're not being around people at all. There's always going to be a sharpening, whether it be for good or for something else. When I was... Uh, in high school, I, I was almost like a chameleon. I would go hang out with one group of people, and then I would go hang out with a different group of people, and I'd always hang out with all different groups of people. And when I was with one group, I would act a certain way. I would act like them, and then I'd move to the next one, and I'd act like them. And so throughout the day... In one day, I would hang out with two or three different groups of people. So I'd hang out with one group at lunch, and then another group in the morning, and another group at the end of the day. And some of you might be getting whiplash in your head. <laughs> like, how do you do that? I don't know, it was just easy for me. However, within those groups, I found myself that I was being influenced way more than I was being the influencer. Yeah. And... It wasn't until I started to go to a small group, like I got, I got saved, came to know the Lord, and then Pastor John invited, invited us all to come together and to get, get into small groups. And so we began to go through like the one-to-one -one biblical foundations, and he began to teach us and encourage us and help us to, and challenge us to be better. And then that's when I began to get uh, sharpened for the Lord, that's when I began to, to, to grow and grow and grow in my faith. Amen? 
And that's why we want to encourage all of you. It's such a great thing to get into groups, to get into these small groups where we can come together and we can be encouraged. Amen? God has given us, he's given us and made us with a desire for relationship, a desire for deep, meaningful relationships in our lives. And these small groups could possibly be one of the most fulfilling relationships within your entire life. A relationship, a group of people that will stand together with you through thick and thin, that will encourage you and love you through the, through the Lord and through every situation. Amen? It's something that we desire. When, we, when, when a knife is being sharpened, you have to have something that is uh, stronger than the metal. Stronger than the metal that you're sharpening. Same thing with, with people. When you have a very strong personality or strong characteristic of a, of a person, the, the person that is weaker in personality or weaker in characters will begin to take on the properties of the one that is more strong. That's why we, we want to encourage you to get into groups, to get into these small groups so that we can get around people that are stronger than us, that have been doing this for a longer period of time, that have been f- walking with the Lord for a longer period of time, so that we can begin to glean and be sharpened in our faith. Amen? Asking ourselves the question, am I being sharpened for God or something else? And you fill in that blank. But Hebrews 10, 24 to 25 says, Let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as it is in the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. How can we encourage each other? Isaiah 35, 3-4, strengthen the weak hands, make firm the feeble knees, say to those who have an anxious heart, be strong, fear not, behold, your God will come with vengeance, with the recompense of God, he will come and save you. We get together in these groups, in these small groups, we're, we're encouraging you, because it's, it's such a good thing to get into these groups, and we're going to be starting this new series Going through uh, this, the Chosen series, the first season, for the next eight weeks. Every week, you're going to watch an episode. And you're going to see Jesus move in somebody's life on a screen. And then you're going to get together. And you're going to talk about it. And you're going to be encouraged. And you're going to be uh, just filled during that time. We're very excited to start this. I, that scene with Matthew, I'm sitting over there. I, I already binge-watched the whole series. I, I started one episode, and I was like, I got I to gotta watch the second one. And so I watched the second one. Got through that one. I watched the third one. And it just kept going. And it kept going. And next thing I know, I'm like, what the heck? What time is it? And I'm on the last episode, and I'm thinking, okay, that was good. And I'm getting wrecked. That, that scene with Matthew, like, when you watch it, the, you, you begin to know these characters. You get to see them. It, it, 
in a very a relatable way. And Jesus, he calls him, Matthew, follow me. Peter, that, Peter was the guy that came up to him, and he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know what you're doing? Jesus, Son of God, Lord, Savior, you know what you're doing? Do you know who this guy is? And he's like, yes, I know him. Continues to call him. Peter goes, I don't understand this. He's like, you didn't understand it when I called you. What's so different? Get used to, get, get used to things being different. And I'm getting wrecked over here because I feel like I'm that guy. I'm that guy. Like, God, why would you call, like, why? Why me? Do you even know me? So when we get into these groups, we're going to be able to identify. We're going to be able to be encouraged. We're going to be reminded of the of how God has called us and drew us to himself. And we can listen to each other and we can encourage one another. It's such a good time to be sharpened by the people around us and be able to sharpen those around us. Amen. So there is a little paper within your bulletin. It has a list of all of our groups, all of the groups that are going to be going on for the next eight weeks, okay? Whoa, dropping stuff. So for the next eight weeks, we, we think it would be so great if you could get it into one of these groups. Check a box or maybe like really check it and scribble on it because it might be hard to see your pen, pen, pen marks. So color it in, do a huge X, circle, whatever it may be, and then write your name and contact information so that we can get you connected to a group. Because there's no way that we can leave unchanged when we get into the presence of God. And it, the word says that we're two or more are gathered in his name. He is there. And so when we get into groups, we are expecting that God is going to be there in the group. And he's going to minister to you. Amen? And so we want to encourage you to get into a group. So fill that out and drop it into the basket outside or uh, into one of the... Uh, offering boxes okay the other thing that we have that uh, we have coming up next week is going to be a special special week next week is we're going to be watching the third episode of the chosen and uh, we gave out these little uh, tickets kind of a fun little thing but on the flip side of the ticket is a schedule of the entire uh, series so what episode that we're going to be going over each week and to help you uh, to, to stay, stay in line with everything. So we're only going to watch one episode here. And then after that, you got to kind of watch it on your own, however you're going to do that. But uh, with that being said, we have a promo video that we want to show you to kick off the, the Chosen series. And 
Let's roll that. Hello, Christian movie buffs. Something revolutionary is happening in the world of Christian movies and shows. It's called The Chosen, and it's the first TV series centered around the lives of the people who were first called to follow Jesus. The Chosen has risen to become an outstanding television series, not just for its production values, performances, and historical accuracy, but for being an incredibly realistic and biblically accurate portrayal of the lives of some of the first people who followed Jesus. People like Simon Peter, Andrew, Matthew, along with some of the women who followed Jesus, including Mary Magdalene and Jesus' mother. The show weaves in and out of the events of the Bible to show us what life was truly like for people back then, and what it really meant to give up everything to follow Jesus. Simon Peter was a fisherman, we know that, but when his character is portrayed in the historical context he was from, we can really begin to understand the devastating nature of the first words he spoke to Jesus. Depart from me. I am a sinful man. You don't know who I am and the things I've done. Over the next eight weeks, we're going to be working our way through this series. This coming Sunday is the perfect time to invite your friends to church. We're going to have popcorn and movie posters to create a real theater-like atmosphere as we watch one of the episodes from season one. We're going to start with episode three, probably because it's the episode that's the most easily accessible to people of all ages, families with young children. Sorry if it feels a little out of order, but it's a fun standalone episode that serves as a good introduction to the series. The Chosen stands up well to modern day cinema and can really serve to capture the interest of both saved and unsaved people alike. So come back next week for a fun morning at the movies at church. Yeah, so bring a friend, family member, whoever. Uh, it's going to be a great time uh, together. And so again, take a look at the, the groups, check one, drop it in the back, and yeah, we'll We'll see you next week at the movie, at church. So, Lord, we thank you so much for who you are. We thank you that you are our God, that we serve you, our Lord, our Master, and Savior. And we thank you that you have built us, created us for relationship. Like, you are relational, and you created us for relationship, and so... As we get into these small groups together, Lord, we're trusting and we're believing that you're going to do a work in our lives, that you're going to change and transform us, that you're going to sharpen us for your good, that you're going to encourage us, that you're going to heal us, that you're going to protect us, that you're going to fight for us and with us. We thank you that within these communities, within these small groups, God, that you will move. Encourage each and every single one of us to get into a group, to find somebody to jump into a group with. Lord, we thank you. We praise you for what you're going to be doing. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen, amen. Love you guys. Have a great week.